When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Uh, we, need to, we need to bring him back. and uh, we're, we're, So we're bringing him back via SENZ, uh, the man they call Bumble, David Lloyd. Good morning to you, sir. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I've just been saying the weather's atrocious. It's absolutely horrendous here in the UK. It, it doesn't really get light any time during the day, and it's freezing cold and it's pouring down, but I'm OK. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. So long as you're staying warm, uh, David, and I mean, at, at my place last night, I was I was away for most of the day yesterday and got home at about 6.30 at night, and inside our house, it was 27 degrees at 6.30 at night, so it kind of had the opposite problem. It was, a, it was like walking into a sauna. Well, we've got zero degrees here, and I'm just got myself a nice glass of malt whiskey just to warm me up a bit. Nice, nice. Are you? Uh, what's your preference? What's your go-to uh, on the Scotch? Well, I like a, a, an Islay, just a, quite mm. a mild Bunnerhaven. Bunna is a, is a bit of a favourite. A Bunnerhaven, twelve-year-old, is quite nice. Quite nice, quite nice and smooth. Uh, smooth like those dulcet tones of yours, David. And you'll be very happy, I guess. Uh, that takes the the, the uh, attention away from the Ashes. Uh, your beloved Aki Stanley getting a win over Rotherham. Uh, another War of the Roses victory as well today. I mean, that is a massive win for us. Rotherham are a good team. I've not been able to go and watch them this year because of COVID. COVID is out of control here in the UK, as you probably know. Mm. And so... Um, it's a bit restricted as to where you can go and what venues you can attend. And I'm, I'm sort of that age that, you know, I'm a bit vulnerable, so I, I tend to stay away. Better safe than sorry, mate. Better safe than sorry, you know. Um, that's I, I think it's probably a, probably a smart move. Now, we, we do want to talk some ashes with you. I, I, I wasn't sure if uh, you'd, you'd want to talk it, mate, given the way things are going. I mean, uh, what did you make of Chris Silverwood's claim a few days ago that um, if he had his time over again, he wouldn't change anything about the team he selected for the first two tests and then turns around and makes four for the third? Yeah, I, 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 let's just say I've been there, I've been in that position, and you try to just protect your own position. Number two, you try and protect your players. Uh, but clearly, England are underprepared, and that's a lot to do with COVID, things that are out of your control. But if you play Australia, you've got to be really prepared. Now, I, you know, I would take issue with, with Chris Silverwood about the team selected, but everybody can pick a different team. And I certainly wouldn't have picked the team for the first two test matches, and I wouldn't have picked the team for this third uh, for third test match either. 
David Mitchell McClinigan here, mate. So great to hear your voice. I just want to congratulate you on such an amazing career, mate. Um, absolutely outstanding. Um, definitely miss hearing your your tones uh, over these test matches. Uh, congratulations, mate. Mitch, it's it, great to hear you, and I've been following your tweets a bit, and you get a bit tasty at times. <laughs> you just get stuck every now and again. Um, but I, I haven't finished. I've, I've just left Sky. It's one of them things, a culmination of all sorts of things, really. And, and I'm hoping I might pick up elsewhere and, and do a bit of picking and choosing. Um, and so, you know, I've watched this Ashes series and I'm doing a little bit for Channel 7 as well. It, it, we're not prepared. You cannot go to Australia underprepared. You've got to have some matches under your belt before. You want to get used to the heat. You want to get used to the light. You want to get used to, and this is a key, key thing, particularly with you, Mitch, as a quick bowler and left arm over. You've got to get used to the bounce of the ball. You look at our two openers or our three openers that we've used so far. The hands are so low. You've got to play high, and we're chest on. Our batters are chest on. Now, if I'm talking to people in New Zealand, I just look at hmm. Williamson. Williamson stays sideways on. One of the best players I've ever seen, Martin Crow, sideways on. You can't reinvent the wheel by coming chest on and try and play outside the off stump. You're a goner. Yeah, so you think there's um, something to that method of like, there's, you don't really play too many tour games now, do you? It's a, it's something going into an Australian's conditions and, and having an in-house game against your own players, um, your own bowlers, you know what they do, um, they hit the wicket different. Um, you think they're just missing out on those tour games where they play against Aussie bowlers who really bash the wicket, um, Aussie batters who cut off different lengths and then the bowlers will be used to having their, the bowlers cut off, that kind of stuff? Yeah, you need competition and you need to get used to the light and the bounce of the ball. The way that we've done it, and I have sympathy because of COVID, you can't, you can't go all around the country during COVID playing every state game. I understand that. But just to play amongst yourselves, you might as well go down the pub. Yeah, no, I can't agree with you more. It's it's just like um, New Zealanders going uh, to India or Australia or England for that matter and just playing against your own guys in the nets. You need to, to bowl to local batters to understand how they play spin in those conditions. And it's the same for, for bowlers over here. Look, is there any any uh, players in this squad that you actually feel like could actually come in and have a, a bigger impact in the last couple of games? Because at the minute, geez, we're a long way behind the eight ball, aren't, aren't we? Well, they're going to get nailed 5-0. And so there are no matches that these guys can go and prepare. So you're stuck with what you've got. Now, one for me who I would have selected right at the beginning and I would have played him straight away is Mahmood from Lancashire, from my own county, Saki Mahmood. I think he's a terrific bowler. He's got good pace. He's got good heart. And he reverse swings a cook of a ball. Now, he's mid-20s. He's probably our quickest bowler. I know, I know Mark Wood's in there, but Mark Wood can play one, miss two. And he's, he's quite short. I, I'm just of the opinion, and I've done the job out there, that you need tall bowlers. You need somebody that can hit the deck hard as a quick bowler. And you need a bit of variation. You need a good wrist spinner. So, you know, we're miles behind. So Saki Mahmood would have been there. Um other than that, there's there's nothing really in the UK that you can say, well, it's blindingly obvious that he should have been there. 
Um, but they're a competent team. They're in their home grounds, and you don't worry about the pitches. They're just excellent pitches everywhere you go. It's like New Zealand. Wherever you go to New Zealand, there's no skullduggery. You just know that these are the pitches we're going to get in Auckland. This is Wellington. This is Napier. This is Hamilton. That's what we're going to get. So, so Keith Moods had a had a great start to to the Big Bash. Um, he's over there at the minute. Um, do you think that was one of the braver calls they should have made? Obviously yourself, but you know how hard is it once you've picked a squad to to pull someone in straight from the outside and swap them with a Ollie Robinson and Mark Wood um, when they weren't in the original squad. Uh, which player did you say? Ah, uh, Sakim uh, Mahmood. He's he's there at the minute. Oh, he's yeah, he's yeah, yeah yeah. I mean, it was a. I couldn't believe that that he wasn't in the first sixteen seventeen that they picked. And I'm not the only one. You know, you watch cricket throughout the UK, and I've seen this lad at very close quarters. I watched him develop, and he missed a full season with injury. Uh, with a stress fracture, and he's come back. He's fitter, he's stronger, he's quick, and he can come back and give you a second and third spell. And so, every now and again, you get a player who gets a label of one day player. I, I just cannot stand that. I don't like that. If he can play one day cricket, and play any cricket. Well, um, Kane Williamson is notorious for saying that he he thinks one day is getting closer and closer to Test cricket. So I I totally agree with you there. Um, Leach, uh, you know, broad for Leach. Uh, are, are we trying to just find something there? I, I'm not sure entirely what's going on uh, behind the scenes there. But playing a spinner on that wicket um, to me is just farcical. Well, they've decided it's a dropping pitch. It's going to get placid. You're going to need a spinner. It's a big ground. The G's big enough that you can push your fielders out there. And if they want to take him on, you know, they'll do that. But Jack Leach is a worthy cricketer. He really is. He's just a, a finger spinner. And if you look at the history of the game against Australia, English spinners have never done it in Australia. Never. Hmm. Not once. I mean, we had, we had a crackerjack spinner not long ago, Graham Swan. And he didn't do it either. You know, I toured with Derek Underwood. He didn't do it. And so what you need in Australia is a wrist spinner. Now, we've got a kid who wants to play. He's called Parkinson. He's a young kid from, from Langs. And he very wrist highly, spin. very highly. Mm. Now, he gets people out. I mean, that's, if you're a bowler, what do you want to do? I want to get them out. He gets people out. But they're suspicious of him because he can't bat and he's a, he's a very average fielder. Yeah, and, and I guess you have to build your bowling lineup around him, don't you? You probably need a couple more containings. You need an out quick and your two containing guys. And I guess throughout this whole series, uh, the run rates from the guys, barring Anderson um, at varying points, uh, uh, they're just giving up that boundary ball uh, every over. But I'd love to touch you to touch on the batting. Um, I mean, Joe Root, he looked really good yesterday. And, and then obviously Wicket's falling around him and he played, played that shot. Was that purely just the pressure that he knows he needs to score the runs? Or uh, is it just something in the dressing? room, they're just lack, lack, lacking confidence Bumble? No, 100% it's down to him and you can see that he's getting wearier by the day that he has to do it, it's got to be down to him and he played nicely for 50 I'm not I'm not enamoured about this little glide down to third man with a ball that bounces I think you're asking for trouble and you can get preoccupied by playing that shot in Australia but 
you know, he's got the, the world on his shoulders that, that he has to produce. He's the captain of the team. He's such a lovely lad. And, you know, you get him and Williamson. They're just they're solid citizens. They're solid people. But you've got Mitch there with you. And Mitch would know as a bowler in international cricket, you need a bit of time when you get your feet up. We have no time. Anderson and company have no time. As soon as they finish, they're out there bowling again because the batters can't get 200. They're not getting 200. It's a batting problem. I look at our bowling attack and I can see that we're getting Australia out for 400, 350, 400, 450. That's par. That's about right. That's what it should be. We're getting rolled over for 180, 140, 220. It's not enough. Bumble, the, um, we were having this conversation earlier, Mitch and I, about Ben Stokes batting at five. Now, Ben Stokes is probably, you know, he's a very good batsman, but I, he, he looks to me more like a six or a seven. I mean, where is the depth of English batting at the moment? Well, it, 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 I'd come back to the top three, and Milan has done wonderfully well. Milan was in the team, he was out the team, he can only play away from England. Now, he's played pretty well. He's got a couple of big scores. Uh, not gone on to get 100. But, again, I know this guy. He's a, he's a solid citizen. And he won't be deterred by anything that's thrown at him in Australia. But the opening pair, they're just walking wickets. And so Joe Root's in. It, it, it's a good day for Joe if he gets in at 60 for three. It's a good day. Usually, it's 20 for two. And so Ben Stokes at number five is always looking to retrieve the situation. When you really want your number five to go in at like 220 for three, okay, let's see what you've got. And I'm just going to take you apart. We're never in that situation. The opening pair have gone for spit and, and they're, they're just walking wickets. And Mitchell Stark, he, he wishes he could bowl at both ends. And Pat Cummins, can I bowl at both ends? Because I'll get these out in 10 deliveries. So, I mean, about that, um, I guess the only you've got guys rolling around in county cricket now. Um, there's a lot of chat I see from people like Luke Wright um, backing in Ben Brown. Um, is he on your radar? Yeah, he is. There's a lot of likely lads, as there always will be. You know, we've got 18 counties, so we should be able to find some players. Our biggest problem is that we play county cricket just as you're coming out of winter into spring. So you guys in New Zealand are pretty similar. So when it comes to springtime and it's been so cold and wet and miserable, that the, the ground is, is really cold. Now, we play about eight matches when the ground is cold. And then we don't do anything until autumn when it gets damp. And so county cricket is played at the beginning and at the end of a season in the UK. And so batsmen, I understand that they're like they're on the back foot and they're waiting for a bit of movement with a mm. juke ball off a green pitch that's got a bit of juice in. We've got to play that, play county cricket, and I've been banging on this for I don't know how long. You've got to play it in summer. And all you need is 10 matches. So you look at the best team in the world, New Zealand, They've only got six teams. They only play 10 matches. They play 10 50-over matches 
10 T20 matches and they're the best team in the world. Yeah, I think we're they down to even eight, eight four-day games now as well. Um, there you go. Yeah. And so you quality. Look at quality. Don't look at quantity as to, oh, we can play a few here and play a few there. Look at quantity, at quality. And so do you think they ever will look at the county system? Because I know, uh, having having played there, and you've been there your whole life, obviously, and and watched a lot, it really just does promote that medium pacer, like you're saying. And you're saying you're missing the Mahmoods, the the Woods, uh, more players like that. Uh, Is it on the radar for them to to play more four-day stuff in the middle where the ball doesn't do as much? It doesn't swing. The medium pacer gets pumped. It's it's always a debate. And there's not a lot gets done about it because, you know, your ECB is your uh, chairman of the county clubs and the chief executives, and they will vote, uh, vote for getting a, a fair amount of games in. But I think there'll come a time, there'll be a watershed that, that will say, right, you know, we've got to play county cricket because you make no mistake, I've been through it all for 55 years. County cricket, four-day cricket, around the world that makes a player now he can move on from that and play t20 cricket 50 over cricket world cup cricket but he is made by playing four-day cricket with the disciplines that that entails and playing against his peers playing against opposition that's where you make a player your player is made in four-day cricket and then he moves on from there and, and, you know, I, I don't know this lad who, who opens the batting for England, Rory Burns, but there's, there's one, he's probably a really nice guy, and I'm sure he is, like that. 99% of them are. I'd love to say to Rory Burns, did you bat like that when you were 15? Mm. It's as simple as that. It, you've, got to, you've got to have a stance that is comfortable. You've got to pick your bat up anywhere. Pick it up where you want, but it's got to come down straight. It's 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 bizarre, isn't it? His technique. Um, hey, Bumble, you just you just send me a, a DM sometime if you want me to start the revolution on Twitter to to change the county game. I'm happy to throw a spicy one out there for you, mate. Well, there's plenty doing it. There's lords doing it, and I think I think they'll have a go. I think they'll have a do at some stage. Yeah, indeed. Good stuff, Bumble. Hey, listen, thanks very much for coming on and giving us some time, mate. I, I, you, I, I don't want your whiskey to get lonely, so we'll let, we'll let you uh, go and uh, and enjoy that, my friend. But uh, really, really good to catch up and and chat with you. I trust you had a great Christmas and uh, have a good New Year as well, eh? It's been super up to now, and Ricardo, that is a, a brilliant interview because I've just finished. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cheers, David. Thank you yeah, very can't, much. Can't have a man on the phone with an empty vessel. Go well, David. <laughs> Top lads. Well done. Cheers. Thanks very much, David Lloyd there with us, uh, the man they call Bumble. And, yeah, some great insight from him on, on what's going on with that England team. Yeah, uh, there was some great insight, but there's also just you could hear it in his voice that he's He's almost despondent. Like he, he, he feels like there, there's just nowhere, no one coming up in the county game. The conditions aren't what they need to be. He's exa- exactly spot, spot on with the hands. Um, you watch any English cricketer, they, they sit really deep in the crease because they're waiting for that late movement from the Duke's ball. And if you play like that in Australia, he's exactly right. You've either got to come out, like David Warner bats a long way out of his crease mm. um, to be able to get on top of that bounce so it doesn't get big on him, so it doesn't take the gloves. You, I mean, you just watch today, um, watch next time they bat, how many times they get hit on the hands. 
Um, and that's a really good example. And that's why, um, you know, even leading for us, leading into next World Cup, I feel like we have got to go and play a lot of games over there before that next T20 World Cup to get used to that bounce. Uh, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast with Mitch McLennigan and Ricardo in for the boys. Uh, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.